Hello and welcome to another Sunday Playlist podcast. Today's podcast is based on Acts chapter 11 verses 19 to 30, where we read about the church in Antioch. It's a place where the name Christian was first coined. Up to this point, the disciples were just a group of Jews who followed Yahweh and his laws, but had also believed that Jesus had come to fulfill all of the long-awaited Jewish prophecies as Lord and Messiah, or in Greek, Christ. They didn't invent a new religion, they were following the old one, but as we've seen already in the story, they were marked out as different because the Jewish establishment didn't agree with them about Jesus. Luke writes that early on they were given different nicknames to distinguish them from regular Jews. Followers of the way and followers of the life were just two of those names. As the gospel spreads further afield to places like Antioch, it became clear to everyone that these Jews were indeed different. One of the main things that marked them out was that they kept proclaiming this Jesus as the risen Christ, God's anointed King. The term Christian means follower of Christ or mini-Christ. Jesus Christ is what made them different. It's quite likely that the name Christian was actually coined by the non-believers in Antioch and may have even been a term of fun or detriment. It's funny how people can often mock or criticise others they don't understand rather than trying to ask them why they think and act the way they do. That was actually my experience when I became a Christian over 20 years ago. It was fascinating to hear through the grapevine the rumours about me joining a cult and going all weird how certain friends had started to avoid me and family members making fun of me. I stopped some of my harmful behaviours such as smoking pot and getting into fights, but it seemed that people were much more comfortable with the Ian they knew and understood, not this clean living Bible believing version. Property of Jesus by Bob Dylan reflects this reality well, with the opening verses saying this, Go ahead and talk about him because he makes you doubt, because he's denied himself the things that you can't live without. Laugh at him behind his back just like the others do, Remember him of what he used to be when he comes walking through. He's a property of Jesus. Resent him to the bone. You've got something better. You've got a heart of stone. This is Property of Jesus by Bob Dylan. As you try to test his nerve Because he doesn't pay 
tribute to the king that you serve. Seize the poverty of Jesus, present to the Lord. In Acts chapter 11, we see Saul and Barnabas spending a whole year teaching the church there. This church was full of people who had made a commitment to Jesus, and it was obvious to their friends and neighbours, but they still needed teaching the foundations of the faith. They must have been rough around the edges, and in a place like Antioch, considered to be the third largest city in that part of the world, and probably full of all sorts of conflicting beliefs and practices, it is likely that some of that will have rubbed off on these folks. Like the Christians in Antioch, we still need teaching in the ways of Jesus, don't we? We never become the finished article. The next song I've picked is by U2, and despite Bono's apparent confidence, many of his lyrics actually express a vulnerability and a clear awareness of his own faults and frailties. Yahweh is one of those songs, and it's one of them most explicitly Christian. Not only using God's name as the title of the song, but the song lyrics sound like a prayer for God to take his life and to mould it into something more pure, to teach him what to carry, how to speak with less criticism. This sort of refining process can be painful, likened to the birth of a baby, but it's necessary for those who want to follow Jesus and become more like him. Bono may be a lot of things, but he certainly wears his heart and his faith on his sleeve. He wants God to teach him and change him. Yahweh is the penultimate song from their album, How to Dismantle an Atomic Bomb, released in 2014. 
27 Luke writes, Now in these days prophets came down from Jerusalem to Antioch. Prophecy is one of those often misunderstood terms. Many think it's purely about foretelling future events, but in the Jewish tradition 
Whilst telling future events is part of it, at its most basic it's about listening to God who speaks to his people. Again, another confusion is that people often think it's only in an audible voice, but in my experience God uses so many different ways to speak to us, including an impression you might get, a vision or a dream, circumstances even, other people's words and of course the Bible itself. It's an incredible privilege that we have the ability to hear God's voice, but in this passage Luke tells us that there were people who had a very special gift for doing so, prophets, and some of these folks came from Jerusalem to Antioch. You got to wonder why they made the trip. But just as we see the encouragement of Barnabas yet again in this passage, prophecy can also be a means of God encouraging us. It happened only to me last night, in fact, during a prayer meeting. Several people felt God wanted them to share something. One shared a picture, two were scriptures, another was an observation. All of these were a gift and a confirmation of what I'd already felt God saying to me over the past year or so. It's amazing when that happens, isn't it? And it spurs you on, knowing that you're on the right path. We meet one prophet by name called Agabus in this chapter, who will feature later again in the book of Acts. He's a bit of a doom merchant actually, but he senses God telling him that there'll be a famine in the region. And in case people would later question the authenticity of this, Luke even tells us it took place during the reign of Roman Emperor Claudius. Unfortunately, Agabus doesn't come to bring encouragement, but nevertheless, it's a timely and accurate word. And thankfully, rather than saying, hmm, that's interesting, we must ponder that at our next church meeting, as so often is the case in churches, the church in Antioch respond immediately by sending aid to the poorer communities in Judea. The next two songs are picked about this theme. The first one is by a band called Third Day, and the song is called Your Words and they reflect the reality that there's so many voices competing for our attention that it can be really hard to hear God amidst all of the other noise of life. And yet, God's voice is the one voice we all really need to hear the most, and it's his words that will last forever. So this is your words by Third Day.
Speak O Lord by Keith and Kristen Getty is another of their trademark modern hymns that incorporates several of today's themes, our need to grow in God's word, a prayer that we would hear God's voice, and that we would be obedient to what he asks of us, with the ultimate aim that the whole earth would be filled with his glory. Why not make this song your prayer right now?
At the beginning of Acts, we saw the community in Jerusalem was based on the foundations of prayer, God's word, worship and generosity. And we see at least two of these hallmarks in the Antioch church in this chapter, with Luke ending the passage by showing how each disciple was determined to give according to his ability to the brothers and sisters in Judea in preparation for a coming famine. During the recent global pandemic, we've seen so many incredible examples of generosity, food parcels, fundraising, communities rallying around to share with one another. It's brought out the best in us and it reflects the image of God in every human being. This next song was one I wrote a few years ago based on 2 Corinthians chapter 8, where Paul writes to one of these early churches in Corinth, reminding them that God has been so generous to us, so how can we fail to show generosity to others? He writes, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you, by his poverty, might become rich. This is the final song today, and it's called God's Generosity. Righteousness will spring up from the seeds. Let's offer time, resources, wealth, and prayer to serve the poor, reflect to God who cares for every cheerful giver. Knows we'll reap just what we'll sow.
Oh